And so it's so funny because my mom, she picks at me all the time and she's like, Daria, you can sell anything. So they're always just trying to send me stuff, random stuff in the house they want to sell. I'm like, I can't sell. Like, mom, come on. It's a freaking chair. Like, I, I get it. You, <laughs> you, you know, I sell everything, but like, come on, mom. So anyways, it, it's, it's, it's so funny because I, I remember selling my cases and that was just off me really liking phone cases and I was like everybody should have like a cool phone case for their phones so I just started selling them then I stopped because I felt like it just the time had come and it was over and I was like all right I'm good on that welcome to the uncensored show with your host George Atchampal where we share the mindset tips tools strategies and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. Edgy, versatile, spot on. That's what clients have to say about the unique wardrobe creations of Daria, a four-time published stylist. She has been using her keen eye for fashion to help shape and recreate wardrobes since 2012, establishing herself as a key influencer in the fashion industry. A well-known blogger on wardrobe styling that ignites your soul, Daria offers consultation on wardrobe reconstruction, personal shopping experiences, and photo shoot slash event styling that not only sells, but brings the atmosphere to life. Born in Buffalo, New York, and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, Daria has a wide array of influence that helps her understand her client's vision and translate it into a remarkable fashion statement. So if you are an influencer or up-and-coming influencer and you want to monetize your brand online and you want to know how you can get paid to be yourself, you absolutely want to tune into today's show. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. We have a really special guest on the show today. We actually went to college together. Uh, back then, I felt like I was like, you know, the, the older older brother because, you know, in college, like, you know, your two-year difference seems so, so drastic. So, um, <laughs> but I'm so glad to have her on the show. She's been doing some amazing things since college. Obviously, you just heard me do the full rundown on the intro uh, but without further ado, let's welcome Daria to the podcast. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing really good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, ho- hopefully they can, they're can. they listening and responding virtually, even though we can't hear them. Um, so obviously, I just gave them the, the full rundown, kind of the formal bio on who you are. But if you just kind of in your own words, just while you're on the show, want to tell people a little bit about who you are and what you're all about, that'd be great. Okay, well, I am a stylist and personal shopper, digital content creator, mm, creative. Yeah, I'm, I'm those things. I think that I could sum myself up in that way. Um, but yeah, I just love to create and inspire and uplift. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, in a few words. For sure, for sure. So you know, obviously I'm somewhat familiar with this space. My wife, you know, does some of the things that you do. So I understand it at a high level. Um, but what made you want to just like decide one day, you know, what, I want to 
start creating content and sharing this stuff? And, you know, what, what, what led you down that path? So I have to say it kind of just happened. I think it, it, it happened for a lot of people that way because I remember when I first got Instagram, when it first came out, we were still in college, honestly. And so <laughs> if I, and I have done it, I've scrolled back all the way from when I first started my Instagram and we literally just posted pics. It didn't matter about likes. I didn't, I, I had no likes on any of my pictures back then. It was just like me posted a picture of myself, shoes, my feet, like really <laughs> random stuff. And then over time you could tell how like social media changed. And I just realized like, Oh, I, maybe I should be more serious about it or be more creative. And I think just over time as social media became a thing or it just grew um, is when I kind of started getting serious about it. Um, really more over the last maybe four years, it became more than just something fun. It was more like a job, a fun job. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. No, no. So, so obviously it became, to your point, became this fun job, AKA this side hustle, right? So like, what was it like when it started to become a thing? What was it like, you know, building this side hustle while still like working full time? Um, so it is definitely another full time job. I will say that that's, that's for sure. It's not part time at all. Cause I'm literally at work and I'm still like, okay, so I got to post this. When I'm on my lunch, I got to post this right when I get in the door, when I go to work, <laughs> got to have this, you know, caption all written up beforehand. I got to know what brands to tag, all that jazz. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I had to remind myself is that I don't want it to be like, even though it is like a full-time job to me, I didn't want it to be something that like, I, I feel like it's a hassle. I still wanted it. I want it to be fun for me. Um, so I still keep my own, you know, like, even though I get things that I get paid to do or post, mm -hmm. I still post things that I like, you know, like, I don't want it to be just, Oh, add, add, add. This ain't this, you know, this is just some stuff she's trying to put in our face. It's still stuff that I like to post, you know, no matter if I'm getting likes on it or not, you know? Yeah. You know, and that brings up a good point. It wasn't one of my original questions, but you know, when I, when I feel like I first started to catch wind, like uh, people being able to make money on Instagram, let's just use Instagram because you can do it through your blog and a bunch of places. But Right. You know, people, so you start seeing people talking about like flat tummy tea and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, y'all know y'all didn't get, by <laughs> drinking that tea, right? Let's be real. So, and my wife's a lot like you in the sense that she doesn't really post things that aren't in alignment with something she would talk about anyway. And right. so, I guess, what is it for you? Is it just integrity? Like, what is it for you just to say, hey, you know, I'm not going to just do anything just to get money, but like, I'm going to really talk about stuff and post stuff that, you know, I actually care about or I'm interested in. But some people don't care and they just. They, they do not care. Like, and no, you know, if that's what you want and you want to get your check, get your check but um the fact that i've actually grown my audience over time and they trust me is a huge part of my brand and um i'm really big on engagement so i'm always talking to you know my audience and you know when i post up i have a call to action i really want to you know like i'm asking questions and then even on my stories i'm always talking to them i'm always responding for the most part and so I even, Flat Tummy T actually reached out to me and I was like, 
that's not me at all. Like, <laughs> number one is just like a dieter's tea. It's you can go get that from any any store. Right. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just it didn't align with my brand. And, you know, like I just I knew for a fact if I just wanted to get a check. Yeah, that's cool. But my audience would not like I would lose a lot. Yeah. just by taking that partnership and I was like it's not worth it to me like the money will come like and so I'm, I'm very adamant like I've I, I, over the last maybe few weeks I've had to tell a lot of brands no like no it doesn't align with my brand no you know like because you you literally want to send me a product not give me enough time to try it to even say if I even like it Right. And just to post it like, no, I'm not going to share this with my audience if I don't have an honest opinion or honest review to give them because I'm just literally like, oh, buy this because I say buy it. And then I ain't even tried it. Don't know if it's going to turn the skin green like <laughs> nothing. I can't, like I can't like, no, I can't. So yeah. to me, it's, it's super important because I actually care about my audience and, you know, their well-being because that's that's just really important to me. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I, I know that you know you in the in the course of building your career through influence, right? You ultimately decided to move across the country um, to California. So talk to me a little bit about what led to that decision um, and what that transition was like, and then kind of a two part question: and how did you prepare for that financially, right? Because I feel like that's a big move. Right. So, you know, just if you could kind of unpack that for us, you know, because I know that you're over there now and there was probably a lot of thought that went into that decision. So if you just unpack what that transition was like and how you prepare for that financially. So um, when we when I was a little girl, I really loved California. I had went my one of my cousins. She was really she had her mom had a lot of money. And so (laughs) I, I hate to say it that way, but they literally flew me to California one time and we went on a trip and I was like, Oh my God, we went to Rodeo. I'm like, I'm like 13 years old at this point. So to me, I'm like, OMG, it is so pretty here. There are palm, there's palm trees. Like I loved it. And so ever since then I had knew that, you know, I thought California was really beautiful and I don't know, it just kind of stuck with me. And so when, uh, I think when I had graduated, which was 2011, um, something in me was like, Daria, you should move you should move there. So I applied to a job and everything. And it was some like stylist job. And I got through one interview over the phone and they wanted me to fly in to, to come and do an in-person interview. At this point, I don't have no money saved, nothing. So it scared me. And I had just signed a lease in Greensboro because I was still living in Greensboro. And I, my line sister were like, no, we'll pay for you to go. You should go. You should go. And I was like, it scared the hell out of me. And I was just like, no, like I, I just, I just felt like it wasn't my time. Mm-hmm. So I left that there. That was 20, maybe it was like maybe 2012, 2013. Um, I ended up moving back to Charlotte, um, stayed in Mooresville for about a year. And then I was really like thinking, Daria, you've always wanted to move to California. What do you need to do to make this happen? I prayed, I fasted, all that good stuff. And I was like, all right, Derry, you're going to have to move out of this apartment that you're living in in Mooresville. You're going to have to move back in with your mother, <laughs> which was fine because my mom just loves me and wants me to stay at home. And I'm just like, I'm grown, but okay. Since yeah. you're okay with that and I don't have to pay rent, 
cool. I'll tell you. I, I was, <laughs> like, and, and that's such a blessing. A lot of people don't, don't think about those things because sometimes you have to like suck it up and move back home. And if they're okay, if your parents are okay with that, do it. Like it's no, like if you go on back home and you like balling out of control and you have right. goals, makes no sense to me. Right. But I, I just, I knew I was like, all right, she ain't asking for no rent money. She's not asking for anything for bills. I was like, all right, this is, this is, this is what's up. So, um, I had already made up in my mind. God told me like, Daria, you should quit your job. This was really, it was really, really odd. I've never had him like, like talk so clear to me ever. Went to go quit my job, my job. I was about to get promoted as an HR manager. So imagine having that, like God telling you to quit and then you're about to get promoted. You could have more money. You could, you know, like just like security and then not know. So I went in, I was like, you know, I'm put, you know, I'm, I'm going to be moving. Like, I'm just, I don't, I, I want to move. And they're like, well, you can keep your job while, you know, you can transfer to our California office and while you're looking for a job, you can still work. Um, so that was, that was cool too. Cause I was originally going to be moving without a job at all, you know, like, cause I said that this is what I was going to, going to do is what I wanted to do. <laughs> Ooh, OMG. So I had already started preparing, um, looking, researching and finding out how much it would be to move my car, to, to ship my car. So I knew off top that was going to be a thousand dollars. So it was that. And then, you know, obviously I had started looking at apartments. I was flying out here just to look at like four and five apartments at a time nothing looked like any anything especially for what i thought i was gonna come out here doing eight hundred dollars in in north carolina for a brand new you got everything a toilet seat a refrigerator like all the red the stuff that you should have right is not what you can get here you know in california so um i knew i had to um have at least three months that i initially wanted to have at least three months rent um and so with me staying with my mom for like a year and some change i saved up all this money and i made sure i had at least that um to move and i shipped my car and i got i found an apartment that was brand new which was great um it was in my you know in my budget of what i wanted to spend and yeah i moved oh. it happened and it, it <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Now you're, now you're in sunny California. Yeah, out here. It, it's been a huge transition um, and just a world of difference, obviously, as you could imagine, like as far as how much things are oh, compared yeah. to North Carolina. It was a huge culture shock. So okay. um, I feel like now I kind of have a, like, even after it, I've been here two years now, it was two years in August. I feel like I, I have the hang of it and I know what I need to do to make sure I'm not living check to check in a sense. And obviously being, you know, working full time still um, in HR and then still doing my own thing, you know, like you kind of, you do what you can to have the lifestyle that you want. Right. So, yeah. And, that, and that's what, and that's what it all boils down to. Like I always tell people like things boil down to two things, right? It's opportunity and responsibility. And if you want the opportunity to live the life you want to live, that's fine. You can, you, know, you can live whatever life you want to live, but that comes with a certain level of responsibility, right? It comes with the responsibility to do the work, make the income, do whatever it is you have to do to live that life, right? Otherwise, you can't just have this fantasy world in your head and think that the money's going to fall in your lap 
um, just because that's what you want. <laughs> we all like, we got, still have a little money tree. I mean, you know, they got those. That would be nice, right? That would be nice. <laughs> but uh, you know, you just plant, put a little seeds down, and you wake up and there's a few hundred dollars growing every day. That would, if I should have did that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could all be so simple. It could okay? all be so simple. Uh, so to to go in a slightly different direction, but we're still kind of talking about just how your your business and your career has evolved over the years, and just to kind of revert back for my listeners, so. Um, Daria actually created a blog post for my Make Sense to Me platform and it was brand new. Uh, so it was, I think you were, I think you still do it. Um, the frugal, like shop, shopaholics. Oh, frugal shopaholics. Yeah, yeah that's my so like, blog. So you're one of the first blog post contributors uh, to the Make Sense to Me platform back in like 2013, believe it or not, how long ago that was. Um, and so I've always kind of liked some of the things that you've done because obviously me being a financial advisor, I know people got to shop and spend money, but it's like, how can we do that more strategically? Um, so let's talk a little bit about that, actually. Like, being that you're a blogger, influencer, content creator, you're, you're always having to buy and explore new things for your audience. So how do you go about that in an economical way, right? Because obviously, you're not gifted 100% of the stuff that you share. You probably mm-hmm. buy a lot of it, too. So how do you kind of approach that so that you're able to share new stuff with your audience, but also not bust your budget so to speak right um so i have always been a frugal shopaholic i mean it's, it sounds i'm not <laughs> playing words but um i've always been really frugal um you know here and there i'll splurge and buy something that i really like i really want and i feel like if i leave it i won't be able to get it or i just really want it and i feel like i want to treat myself yeah. but other than that i just feel like why buy something full price when I know I can get it on sale? Like I'm always, if I go out, I'm like, okay, I'm shopping and I'm like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. I'm sharing it with you guys or my audience or whatnot, but I'm always like, "Mm, I think I'll wait because I know Target's going to put this on sale. Like it's, it'll be on sale in like a few weeks. I'll wait on it. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, like, and then, you know, even with, with me shopping and seeing stuff, I even update, my audience when I see stuff that I've shared in the past, like, girl, this the went on sale. It's $21 now. It's not 40. It's 20. <laughs> Get yeah. it now, you know? Um, but it's super important to me. And even with me being a stylist and a personal shopper, um, I think that's the value that I bring to my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell them like, Hey, you know, whatever budget that you have and you know, whether I'm shopping for you for your trip, or we're just getting your wardrobe together, you know, in general, um, I'm going to try and get you the most bang for your buck. Like you give me $200, I might be able to get you, you know, 20 to 30 pieces, which is really good. Like, I just, I feel like I want people to be able to not spend a lot of money on a lot of things like you just sometimes it just it takes that extra like searching and I think I had that in me where I'm like okay with going to six stores because <laughs> I know this store might have it cheaper than this store because I just I was able to go the extra mile and, and shop a little longer and find that piece for you or whatever so yeah, yeah I hope that answers your question that, that, that's my question it, it brings me to another point too because a lot of times people think when it comes to building a brand, it's like, oh, how good is my logo look or my website or, you know, my, how perfectly curated is my Instagram feed. But I always tell people building a brand is really just all about consistency and predictability. Like 
what are you known for? It doesn't really have as much to do with other stuff that people think. It's more about like, for example, everybody knows I'm a fitness enthusiast. I try to eat really healthy. But when I went to Shanghai and I had did no research on food, my black ass ain't even knows because <laughs> at the end of the day, even though I know McDonald's ain't healthy, I'm like, I know what I'm going to get when I go to McDonald's. And that ain't even really what you get because I know it tasted different. Right, exactly. So it was a little different. But like, I felt comfortable because it was like, oh, well, I know that. I kind of feel like I know what I'm going to get. And I feel like that's what branding is. And I feel like that's kind of what you've done. Like, it sounds crazy, but like, I can't go to Target now and not think about you. I'm like, okay. oh, what would, what would Daria buy here? You know what I'm saying? And that's because you you created this brand around, like, well, number one, that's probably one of your favorite stores. Um, but two, just like, you're now known for that, right? And so I think right. that's important to, whether your thought was intentional or not, it's important for, the, for people to think about building a brand really is about being your authentic self. And the reason why it's about being that, because you can be that every day, right? right. When you're not, when you're trying to create this character of yourself, you might forget. It's like, oh shit, that's not really me. I didn't. I got. I need to switch it up. I need to do it. But I feel like you and anybody who is successful at building a brand, it's really just because they just did their. Like they they did things that aligned with who they actually were, right? Like you were gonna. Whether you got ever get a check from Target or not, you're gonna shop at Target, right? Right. Um, and I think that's very important for people to know because everybody sees and thinks being an influencer is this like esoteric thing, but it's really about how can I amplify being me. Exactly. End up making money from that. So that brings me to my next point. What's up, guys? George Pong here, founder of the Melanin Million Movement. Did you guys know that the Melanin Million Movement is on a mission to help 100,000 people of color invest their first or next $1,000 in the stock market, effectively creating $100 million of new wealth among people of color. If you haven't heard about it, head over to melaninmoney.com. Check out the Get Started page. There's also some great apparel on the site to help you spread the word without having to say a thing. Um, I know you, over the years, have been able to monetize like a lot of different things. I've seen you sell like sunglasses, phone case, your custom like head scarves. <laughs> Clothes, yeah. a little bit of everything, right? So my question is, was that like always kind of a part of the plan as you started to build your business, or was it more so like people are really gravitating towards the way I shop, the way I find stuff, and as I find new stuff, I'm either gonna one sell the stuff that I already have, or create a business out of selling the stuff that I find that people are are gravitating towards. So honestly, I guess. Overall, I've always been into clothing, into selling things. Um, and so it's so funny because my mom, she picks at me all the time. And she's like, Daria, you can sell anything. So they're always just trying to send me stuff, random stuff in the house they want to sell. I'm like, I can't sell. Like, <laughs> mom, come on. It's a freaking chair. Like, I, I get it. You, <laughs> you, you know I sell everything. But, like, come on, mom. So anyways, it, it's, it's, it's so funny because I, I remember selling my cases and that was just off me really liking phone cases. And I was like, everybody should have like a cool phone case for their phones. So I just started selling them. Then I stopped because I felt like it just, the time had come and it was over and I was like, all right, I'm good on that. Mm -hmm. You know, like it just had to make sense. I wasn't, you know, like, you know how certain things have a period of time. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we're done with the phone cases on to the next. Yeah. You know, and I started moving into wearing my natural hair. Then I started, I started making the, you know, hair sleeves, which I still, I still sell those. 
Um, but that's like more of passive income. I'm just like, they're there. I can make them whenever. Um, but I've really been getting, uh, really big into selling my own clothes, which has been cool because people literally, <laughs> they're like, I had to turn on my notifications because I kept missing your closet sales. And I'm like, look, sis, I can't hold no items. It's first come first serve. And they literally, like, literally I'll post my stuff and I sell every single item. If not, I, if right after that sale if nobody buys you know the two or three items that i have left i'll take a whole bag to buffalo exchange and sell it there so like i'm always my mind is thinking about dollars and cents like and not in the sense of oh you know like i, I every every minute of my time i gotta be making money which would be cool it's great i want that too but like i'm like all right i want this and I don't want to have to dip into my own money. So let me go ahead and sell this item or these things that are collecting dust and I ain't wore them in like two years or six months. And I'm like, all right, sell it to these people, ship them off, and now I can go shopping, you know, like, and not touch my money, you know? <laughs> so. Oh, so, so, so that makes sense. So it's like almost like I, I buy some stuff, I get my use out of it, I sell it, and then that, I use that money to go buy other stuff, which in turn, basically, you just kind of recycling that same money versus like just spending a bunch of new money every year exactly. Uh, shop. exactly it either that or sometimes i kind of want to invest it back into my business or i use that money to pay other people to do stuff for me like you know hit, hit the fiber because i don't want to do this wordpress update on my thing right? you know or i want somebody to create a landing page for me because i don't know I, you know i don't want to spend that time doing it so using yeah. that extra money for those things that you know will help push my business forward Sidebar, can you send me the person you use for your WordPress updates? Because I need somebody to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah I'll we, have, we have a reliable person. I faithfully as well. So, but not cool. Um, so being that you're an influencer, you know, that seems cool. Like, that's the new thing that everybody wants to do. I want to be an influencer. Um, so what are some of the misconceptions uh, that you feel like exist about what you do or being an influencer? Uh, one of the biggest ones is that I have all this free time. A lot of people didn't know that I still work full time. Some people thought I was like full time doing this. And I'm like, no, I work 40 hours a week at someone else's, uh, company. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, I still work just like you. And so I think a lot of brands reach out and they're like, Hey, can you give us this in like three days? I'm like, I still have to coordinate with a photographer. Like, there's no, it, depending, because I, sometimes I can make it work, but you're going to have to pay for that. But rush. it's like, it's like, it's like I have rush shipping. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, it, how am I supposed to, like, because I may have to take off work or something like that, you know, to make this stuff happen. But I think that we just have tons of free time to do all this stuff. No, I feel like, and especially because I work full time, my time is super limited. Um, you know, like having to coordinate with other people and their schedules and I, you know, I'm essentially, especially right now with it getting so dark so quick, right. when I get up at five o'clock, it's pitch black. There's nothing I can do. You know, I can do whatever I can with my, you know, my ring light in the house, but as far as create, you know, videos where I need natural lighting or take pictures in my house, like I have to do it on the weekend. So like, I'm really, really, like, I love structure to my weekends, knowing what I'm doing ahead of time. Oh yeah. Yesterday I did like 
I took pics with a friend for the blog or, you know, for my Instagram. We had to do that for a couple hours. Then I knew I had to come home and start writing up blogs, like or blog posts or whatever. So the biggest misconception is that we have a ton of free time to be doing what they need us to do on their timetable. No, 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 no. It's not how it works. <laughs> um, another misconception is that is that we just have tons of money. Now, there's tons of, blo- you know, like content creators that are making bank. Mm-hmm. But being a, a black woman in this space is tough because I'm competing not only with my sis who looks just like me, which it shouldn't be that way. Right, right. And, and I'm trying to break that barrier, too. I'm trying to work with other bloggers. Like, not only do I work with other women that are in other states, but, like, there's a really small group of us here in L.A., and I'm trying to meet up with them so we can try and, like, take over the market together, but not, like, because you, it's, it, it doesn't take much to, to lowball your, you know, your counterpart. <laughs> but that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's tough being a black woman in this space um, because I'm constantly trying to prove my worth to a brand. I'm telling you, this is how much I charge, you know, for these things, but you're saying, Oh, I only have a budget for this. And I'm like, that's, those are pennies. How can I do what you need me to do? And I have to spend my time to do this. And it's just, you're we're just super undervalued, which sucks, but you know, it's going to take some work to try and, to change the framework of that that's why i still have a full-time job because i know my goal this year was to go full-time with my my business and my brand but that i mean honestly i still have time we still got all of december <laughs> so it's possible but i'm totally open and i don't feel like i'm gonna be a failure if i don't go full-time with my business by december 31st i feel like i want to go by what god says it's you know like because i feel like i want to get my debt out the way i don't want to go full time and i'm still paying 50 dollars bills here and there like that doesn't make sense to me if i need to continuing to work a job and building up my brand at the same time and able to put those funds towards things and make things look better for me financially then i'll do that so yeah trying to get the dough to come in it's we ain't we ain't got it all together. <laughs> I'm just like you. I'm clocking in just like you. Right. You know, I'm working my ass off. Period. Yeah. You know, and that's what it boils down to. Because my wife, you know, still works her job, and she puts on, you know, I mean, these events and all this stuff. And from the outside looking in, it could be like, you gotta be doing this full time, right? But now I'm just working harder than you, right? And so, you know, it's definitely doable. I think that's the biggest takeaway that people should take away from this, or at least one of them, is that you can do it too, right? It's like, all you have to do is, is, is put in the work, and it doesn't make you any less of an entrepreneur if you have a full-time job. It makes you a smart entrepreneur, right? Because right. anybody can get into anything. The question is, can you stay, right? Exactly. And then what you guys do, or really what anybody does business-wise, there, there is a certain level of creativity it has to come from that. And when you're stressed about finances, oh, you might have the free time to, to go out and get all these collaborations and do what you want to do. But if you're stressed about paying your rent, how creative do you think you're going to be able to be? Exactly. Right, with exactly. what you're trying to build. You know, yeah, it's not a starving artist. It's the flat tummy tease because you need to pay your rent. You ain't trying to have to, you know, eviction notice. So exactly. for me, I'm like, that makes the most sense. Keep your job, Daria, or look for another, you know, look for another job that pays a little more so that'll help you, you know, Transition and take the extra money from the, the raise. Exactly. Yep, yep. Smart. Very smart. 
Um, so what would you say has been one or some of your, your most proud or successful moments um, as your career as like an influencer, content creator, stylist? Like, what, what's something that really sticks out to you? Like, man, like that really, that really resonates with me. Like I've really, I won't say made it, but like I've, I'm really evolving in my career. I would have to say, I'm going to say two. So <laughs> one of them was recently, I got one of my biggest brand deals. Uh-huh. Um, hell, I guess last week. So that was cool. I think that's really big to be able to go from just getting nothing and doing nothing, but, you know, just free stuff um, to be actually being paid for my work. Um, that was a huge thing. Um, a a big thing that I've been battling over the last few months is finding out my worth or how much I want to charge for each thing. It was so tough. People reaching out to me and I'm like, do I want to just take that 150? Yeah. I mean, I can, I can use that to this and not, and you know, figuring out what I want to charge for things and sticking to it and not bending, you know, like there's, there's negotiation there, obviously. But when I when I bend and I just take whatever, it doesn't set the precedence for those brands and other brands when they reach out to me. Like yeah. if I if I know how much I want to charge and I stick to it and I say, okay, I can do this for you if you go, you know, only charge, you know, if like you, that's all you can give me. Mm-hmm. But really sticking to that um, has really helped me um, in a business sense and in knowing my worth. So that was huge. Uh, the second thing is when I started getting messages from women saying like, you really inspire me, your consistency, like you, you, you're sticking, you're doing stuff and you're consistently doing things really pushes me to do my blog or really pushes me to, to start my brand. And I was like, well, shoot, that's crazy. Like that's a lot of responsibility for people to look at you and say, yeah, Gary is doing it. Like I can do it. I should do this. Like that was big for me, and I was like, okay, like I gotta keep doing this, you know. Like not only for myself because I don't want anybody to, you know, I don't want to ever feel like I'm only doing it for those people or you know or you know for whatever reason. Yeah. But I want it. I love doing it, and it makes it more valuable to me that other people uh, look to me for inspiration or to to be uplifted. And so. Sure. Yeah, I think those were the, the two big successes for me um, awesome. since I started doing it. <laughs> okay. So obviously I would be remiss if I didn't talk about maybe a, a, a big uh, failure or challenge uh, that you've experienced as an influencer. Because again, outside looking in, it just all looks glamorous. It's like, oh, she gets followers, she gets free stuff, she talks about it, she gets paid to do stuff. What are some, and I know me being an entrepreneur, I know there's a lot of challenging moments, but are there any that stick out that you want to share with people that can also kind of remind and encourage them to, hey, no matter how, you know, good it is, you are going to have challenges, but you just got to keep fighting and keep going. Um, I think this is kind of an extension of one of my successes, like I, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit, but like not valuing myself has been a like that I feel like I missed out on a lot when I was just taking anything and doing whatever just because it was offered to me and not being very strict on what I want to do um just because it it concerned a check or whatever and then 
I would have to say, like, I wish I started sooner. I do. Like, like being really serious about it. I feel like I, we are our biggest critic. We know that. Um, So a lot of things that I wanted to start, like, it took me a minute to start a YouTube channel. Why? Because I hate what I sound like on video. Like, I hate the playback. (laughs) I don't care how I sound. And so that kept me from starting a YouTube channel. Then, you know, when I did do it, I guess it's been like a year or two now that I started my YouTube. And it's still growing. But... I was just like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like, I literally psyched myself out of it. Like, and that was all on me. Like, oh, you don't like what you sound like. And you didn't sound like, I feel like you just have to start. Don't think about what you think. Don't think about what your grandma and your mom and your friend and all them other people. Don't think about what they think. Just do it. Because you will regret it when five years down the line, like, man, I should have started that YouTube channel. Why didn't I start that blog up? Like, you, if you have things that you want to share, if you have gifts, use them. Honestly, I believe if you do not use your gifts, you will lose them. And you don't want to lose your gifts, okay? That, like, that is... Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I feel like I did this video one time, and I can't remember the exact context of it, but I was basically talking about how, like, I feel like your gifts are like milk. Right. And it's like we have this illusion that just because we, we have them, that they're going to last forever and always be good. And I don't think that's the case. They're just going to expire. Right. And then, yeah. and then we go out and use it and it's all lumpy and clumpy. Like, I thought I had this gift. Like, no. <laughs> right. You got to throw that right in the trash. Right. Now you got to throw it in the trash. It's useless. So it's very important to utilize it because in life, the one thing you don't want to have is regret. I'd much rather put something out and be like, ooh, that. Well, I thought it was going to be, and, and be done with it, and know that, hey, look, at least I did it, versus wondering, like, man, like, what would have happened if I did do X, Y, and Z? Because once you have that regret, it's too late, you know, then this yeah. is what it is. And you never know, like, what that thing could help someone else. Right. Like, and, you, and, your, your content, your podcast, your website, you know, like, that could help someone else, and you just never know. Yep. Yeah, and I think what's been fascinating for me is sometimes the stuff that you don't even think will really pop or resonate with people. Sometimes that be that, that's the main stuff that people like really gravitate to. It's like, yeah, you know, so that's why you have, you just have to put it all out. You can't, and then some stuff you just think, oh man, this is it. Like people go go crazy <laughs> over this, and it's like eh, not so much. Uh, <laughs> right, um, yeah, go back to the drawing board. But if that's the purpose, you have to yeah. try things to figure those things out. You can't you. You can't do the what ifs, right? In the, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. And the more you do, the more you'll, the more you'll know. Like now, I'm pretty sure you got to a point where there is certain types of posts or content you know ahead of time. Like when I put this, people are going, people are going to rock, right? But that's only because you put out consistently. You had enough data to see, oh, this works. They like this. They don't like this as much. And so, but you, you can only get that data by doing it all, right? And right. putting it out. So, okay. all right. So, being that this is the uncensored show, I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about money, right? So, we talked a little bit about your transition, how you prepare for that financially. Um, let's talk a little bit about, and I think we've, we've done it a little bit in terms of like monetizing and things of that nature. But like, what does it take to get paid to be yourself as a personal brand? What is that process? You know, like. Because many people, believe it or not, even though influencing is is more popular now, there's a lot of people that just still don't know what this world is. World is like, what you mean to tell me? Like, I can get paid for talking about something that I use every day? Like, so just talk about that. Talk to us a little bit about that process. Like, how do you 
actually get paid and what does it look like um, to you know, be an influencer on the financial side? So when I first started out, I knew like, all right, Derry, you're going to have to do some free stuff. Like you're going to have to work with brands where all you get is the product. You'll try it out. Then you'll post about it and let other people know about it. And so in that process of me doing that for like a year um, and some change, I was like, okay, this is cool. Cause it kind of helped me grow as an influencer. Cause I was like, all right, this is what I could, you know, like it just kind of gets your creative wheels, you know, rolling. You're like, all right, you know, this is a liquor brand. They're sending me three bottles of liquor. I can try this whiskey. I like whiskey, you know, that's cool. And I'm like, okay, well, how can I make this fit my brand? How can I make it pop to my audience? And they're like, oh, so there you like whiskey. Okay, well, the whiskey must actually be good if she's telling me about it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, just I feel like that period of having to do things for free was very important because it helped me stay creative yet work with what I had because of course half of the products that I you know like a good portion of the products that I got for free were things that I actually had already been using like brands that I had already been using in the past but some of it was brand new some of these brands hadn't even hit the surface they they're new and so they're fine they're looking for people who can you know obviously push their products um so it just kind of helped me stay creative in a sense so I was like I'll never be upset about you know having done free work back in you know in the past because I felt like it helps you grow as a creative um but then there's a part of you like once you you know like you feel like you've done enough free work (laughs) in a sense that you're like man okay this is taking a lot of work like I got to coordinate with my friend who has a professional camera which is tough because she works third shift or whatever like I have to get up with her because I know like we can do exchanges like I don't have to pay her but she's open taking my picture so I have to like it's a lot more work in the background that I'm having to do um as far as the creative process and so I was like I have to kind of be you know rewarded or paid for my work at this point and so things started to kind of shift and I was like all right, now I'm going to have to pitch more. I'm going to have to reach out to the brands that I actually use. And I think that was a a huge step because I'm like, okay, I'm using and I'm pushing brands that I don't really know that much about, but I'm using it and I like it. It's cool. Let me push it to my audience. And then I'm like, wait, I use Dove every day. That's the soap that I use. I drink Jack Daniels whiskey. Okay. You know, like thinking about like just looking at my, my apartment, like what, what are the things that I actually spend my own money on? And okay, well now I got to look for this contact because I want to reach out to them. Even if it's just like, oh, well, we'll put you on the list for gifting. You know, we're not doing campaigns right now or whatever. Cause that, that happens too. like reaching out to brands and pitching doesn't always mean that you'll get a campaign or a mm-hmm. You know, a collaboration or whatever. Sometimes it just means like breaking that barrier of communicating with them and letting them know, hey, I'm here. I'll use your products. Mm-hmm. And then you'll mess around and get like a random box at your door. And it's like a 12 pack of these energy drinks that you actually pay for. And now I don't have to buy them for however yeah. long. You know what I'm saying? Like, so stuff like that's cool. Um, and but sometimes it actually brings, you know, like collaborations. They're like, oh, shoot, that girl, she reached out to us let's see if she's open to doing a, you know, a collaboration with us. And then like, I think that just putting the work in 
and understanding that not everything is going to happen all at one time. It's just, it's going to fall into place, but not on your timeline all the time. Um, and so, yeah, like it's just, to me, it just has to be natural and kind of come, it just has to come out naturally. I don't, I don't ever want to force anything. Like even when brands reach out and I'm just like, okay, that's cool. But how can I make it? How can I make it Daria? Like, and I, I think another thing is that I just, I want it to be natural and I want it to be me. So when brands give me creative freedom, I love it. I'm like, oh shoot. Okay. This is cool. I can do stories and I can move it into my regular content. So it doesn't feel like I'm selling them something or I'm, you know, like, it's like, oh, Daria uses that when she, you know, after she takes a shower, like, okay, she's saying that her, her skin is always going. I need that, you know? So I think that's the biggest thing for me when it comes to making money on the financial end of being an influencer and it and it being me and being natural and genuine. Gotcha. So if I had to sum that up, it sounds like you're saying first you gotta start with being comfortable creating content around the things that you already advocate for or already use. Then once you do that, like you might attract some brands, but you probably got to be proactive and reach out just to kind of get on their radar. Sometimes it might lead to a paid collaboration. Sometimes it might lead to being on the gifted list. Um, and then after continuously doing that, it'll lead you to a place where now you're getting paid more consistently for the work that you do. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and, and you brought up a really good point earlier. You, you know, like when you go on a target, you think, Oh, dang, you know, like this is Darius' favorite store. She's always in here. She just posts, you know, like random stuff like that. But, you know, I've pitched to Target, not even pitched. I've reached out just to even work with them. And it's been, yeah. But I didn't let that, you know, me having a hard time even making a contact with them. I didn't let that stop me from going in Target because I like Target at the end of the day. Like I can give a damn about that. Like, you know, if once they come, I may be charging triple. You know, the price is going up. So, like, <laughs> yes, because you know, like, and and to me, I was like, all right, I, I was upset at one point. I was like, Daria, you know, like it's okay. You still like Target at the end of the day. You're gonna still shop there, still share with your audience. But I think that is a big thing because it's like, because that could have easily been like, well, I'm never shopping at Target. I'm only going to Walmart. Like, I'm not fooling with them. They don't even want to work with me. You can't, you can't be negative about it. You just got to understand that even then, you know, I can still make money from Target and, you know, I'm making commissions. So when I have my links and y'all and people swipe up and buy it, I'm still making money. But, you know, I went in thinking like, oh, I want to do like a really big, something big with Target because that's my store. It ain't happened yet. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but just being open to doing, still doing your thing, still highlighting brands that you really, really love and adore, um, yeah. and just knowing that things will fall into place. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know, I know this is going to sound like a cliche, but I think it's so true, and I think what you're saying proves the point. Like when you get started with this, whether it's whatever kind of business you have, but or whether you want to become an influencer, you want to do what I do, like you really got to set out and say, you know what? Am I doing this, like, would I do this if I didn't get paid, right? Like, and people say that all the time, and it sounds good, but, like, to your point, like, you haven't got paid from Target yet, but you're still going to go to Target. And when you go into it with that mindset, it's a lot easier to, to stay in it for the long haul, right? Because it's like, I am going to do this anyway. It's going to be nice and icing on the cake when I do get paid, not if, but when I get paid. 
But I'm cool with doing it up until that point because I would do this anyway. So people yeah. really have to like lock in on that, like really trust the process and do something that regardless of if you're getting paid for it today or five years from now, that you would still do it because that is what's going to keep you locked in for the long term. Absolutely. Longevity. Yep. So if you could give advice to anyone who's thinking about becoming an influencer, content creator, uh, one of the many titles um, that you could label it, like, what, would you, what would you say? Like, what, what advice would you give? If you could think back to where you are now versus when you started, what advice would you give to someone who listens to this podcast and says, you know what? I'm going to be an influencer now. <laughs> I would say just start. I get a lot of messages like, I really want to get into this space. I want to do it. What do you, what are you, what is your, what is your advice? I'm like, I know you're going to be like, okay, what you just say that for? I get it. I need it. But that, I feel like that is the biggest thing. People don't start because they're like, they feel like, oh, I have to have my website up. Oh, I have to have this curated Instagram. Oh, I have, like, you have to have all these things. No, just start. Like, start where you are and work your way up. Like, it, things take time. The website, like, yeah, you can pay somebody to, to get it created and stuff like that, but maybe you want to learn how to, you know, like, because literally with my website, I, I kind of was like, I went and looked for a theme. I paid for my hosting. I, you know, like, I got a WordPress thing, and I'm like, okay, how do I do this? Taught myself how to do it, got it done. And, but, yeah, that, took a, that was over the course of a few weeks. And then I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. It's going, you know, but you don't have to have everything all together. You don't have to like your logo doesn't have to be perfect. Like things can change. Like your whole, your name can change. Cause I think when I started out, like my, my styling and stuff was style me Daria, which it still is. Cause I still style and personal shop, but now I've transitioned to what would Daria wear. And that's my website. And it also has my styling as a, you know, a tab on my website, but things can always change being open to change mm -hmm. and just starting are two super important things um and then knowing your value so say you know you started this influencer thing and you're in it and you're doing things for free and then you start transitioning to getting paid for stuff knowing your value is super important my friend melissa chanel like she lives literally keeps me grounded when it comes to things like this because I'm like Mel what should I do there you know like and she's like Daria stick to, stick to what you're saying you want to charge for this I'm telling you it's okay you're gonna you can say no to brands like it's okay I, I, I think there was a period of time where I was like man if I don't take this and I'll never get to work with them you know but no if I say no and this is how much I charge and you can't meet me here then you know let me know when you got more budget Right. And then just keep it moving because it's like, I feel like eventually those brands that are meant to work with you will come, you know, you not working with this brand doesn't mean that you're not going to get other, other opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I feel like knowing your value is super, 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 super important. You know, like, I think that's a very underrated point because people don't realize is when you lowball yourself, you're, you're now creating a new lower standard for the market, right? So there's other people in the market around you. It's like, oh, well, we pay her. So, for example, let's say you know, you, you know your work and then you want to charge X. But then someone's in your counterpart says, you know what? Well, I'm going to charge half that just so I can get this gig. Now, guess what? That brings the market value down. 
and it's and it's 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 super like that is is something that's going on right now and so i myself i'm literally working with my counterparts who are in this space and i'm like you know if i know we're involved or if i'm reached out to by a brand that i know they're probably going to reach out to other people that are in the same niche as me then i'll be like hey or i've gotten messages like hey girl you know this brand reached out and they're they're offering this what you know where are you going to hit them with like what what are you going to say so that we're on the same page and we can say like this is how much i charge and not saying like oh i talked to you know i talked to majesty and she said she's like no i'm saying like you go in as a professional and say hey bob um for three stories and an instagram post i charge this and then we're negotiating back and forth, but it has, has nothing to do with the conversation that I had with Majesty. We just know we ain't going below this because if I go lower just to get the, the partnership, I literally canceled her out because they're not going to give her her 2000 because I said I'll take 750 for that same exact work. Like, no, we need to work together and say, like, we ain't going no lower than this. This is how much, you know, like, and if we do, if we are going to negotiate with them, this is the lowest that we're going to go. And I right. feel like that will, you know, bring the, it, it, it can just help the market, honestly. And, I, and I'm working really, really diligently when it comes to that. Like, literally, <laughs> it's super important to me because I don't want to underball people who look like me or anybody in general. I feel like there's so much money and brands put so much money into influencer marketing and yeah, they'll come with you like, oh, I only got this much in my budget. Okay. We know you got it. You got some money, don't you? Reality is if all y'all say no, then they, then they don't have anybody to run their campaigns. Yeah, exactly. So they, have, they have to level up and, and spend that money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Awesome. Super know your value. Stick to that. I love it. I love it. So what are you uh, most excited about as we're closing out 2019 and heading into 2020? What can we expect from you? So <laughs> I have been wanting to create a course on how to start a blog. Um, and so that has been something that has been, I've been trying to juggle working full time and still create, like it's, it's a lot. So I still want to do that in 2020. Um, some type of online course. I'm not, I'm still working on the actual, what it's going to be. But I know it's going to be as far as with blogging and, you know, maybe just how to build an engaged audience. It's something. I, I'm still working on that. <laughs> so, and then what else do I got going on? I'm working on merch. All right. on a little merch. Okay. So, You're about right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, like, I think those are the, the biggest thing. I'm just, like... Closing out 2019, moving into 2020, uh, I definitely plan on doing an event in Charlotte. <laughs> what I've learned is that LA people are super finicky. Yeah. So um, I like to come home and do stuff because I feel like I get the most support there. And then I, you know, I'll, I'll try and do stuff here and in other states. But I definitely want to do like a branding event in Charlotte in 2020. So I'm working on that. But yeah, I just feel like because I'm able to promote other brands and sell things so well, you know, for other brands, even just like with it being natural, you know, like why am I not selling my own stuff? You know, like outside of the closet sales stuff, I'm saying like, you know, you get something and you know that it's Darius, like blame it on D Lolo. What would, you know, something. So definitely working on that because I definitely have the influence. So I'm trying to <laughs> make it make sense. 
Indeed, indeed, all puns intended. Yeah. Uh, so where can we find you and keep up with all of the fun and amazing stuff that you have going on? Um, so my website is What Would Daria Wear? And Daria is spelled D-E-R-R-I-A. Um, and I'm on Instagram at D-L-O-L-O. D-L-O-L-O. Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I don't, I mean, I'm on there every once in a while. And <laughs> uh, that's, those are pretty much it. I mean, I'm on Facebook too, but you know, that's like family yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's like a family. <laughs> it's literally like a hodgepodge of family. But yeah, um, yeah, that's it. What would dairywear.com and then at DLolo on Instagram. Awesome stuff. And the last question I have for you today is, you know, what does it mean to you to live life uncensored? Being your authentic self and not having any limitations to that buying things that you like but making it make sense for you don't not trying to keep it with the joneses and the, you know like if you like that louis bag and you you budget it for it get that louis bag but not doing it just because people will look at you and be like oh she got a louis bag okay you know but like that's what it means to me because i if i like something i'm gonna get it you know like if i if it makes sense for me i'm going to get it um, but just still being your genuine self, not letting anybody deter you from that and, and trying to be someone that you're not. I love it. Well, thanks so much for, uh, spending some time with us today. Uh, I know the guests will, the listeners, I should say, will, will love this episode. And until next time, guys, peace. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of The Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours? What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the Uncensored Podcast. Whether you've listened to one episode or 40 episodes, I am so grateful for you taking any amount of time out of your day to listen to my show. Now, if you like what you heard, the best way to show me that you have an appreciation for this content is to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share this podcast with at least three friends because that helps us spread the word, right? We don't have a big marketing budget over here at the Uncensored uh, Podcast Studios, which is my home office, by the way, but we do have your support. And with that support, we can reach thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. So guys, thanks so much uh, for your support. Please share this with three friends and leave a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.